Imran and Rouhani, does Park really want to be friends with Iran? By Vivek Kajju. Sitting beside Iranian President Hassan Rouhani at a joint press conference in Tehran on 22nd April, Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan admitted that Iran has suffered from terrorism from groups operating within Pakistan. He was on his first official visit to Iran and his primary publicly stated objective was to address the issue of terrorism which was, he confessed, becoming a divisive factor in Iran-Pakistan bilateral ties. Significantly, Khan specifically mentioned that Pakistan's security chief was part of his delegation. This was obviously a reference to General Asim Munir, Director General of the Inter-Services Intelligence. The last major terrorist attack in Iran occurred on 13 February, one day before the Jaish Mohammed's Pulwama suicide terror strike. A bus carrying Iranian Revolutionary Guards was blown up by a suicide bomber in the Sistan Baluchistan province, which borders Pakistan. 27 guards were killed and 13 injured. A fundamentalist Sunni group, the Jaishul Adil, which reportedly has links with the Al-Qaeda, claimed responsibility. It operates from the safety of its bases in Pakistan's Baluchistan province. Pakistan does not formally accept that it harbours foreign-oriented terrorist groups on its territory. Hence, as Kamran Yusuf of the well-known Pakistan newspaper The Express Tribune noted, Imran Khan's bold statement created some controversy back home, with certain people questioning the wisdom behind publicly admitting the presence of anti-Iran groups. Certainly, the Pakistani military and diplomatic establishment were not happy with Khan's candor, as can be gauged from what Yusuf further disclosed. The transcript issued by the Foreign Office later omitted the reference. It whitewashed its Prime Minister's words by stating that recently 14 security forces killed in Balochistan and Iran has also suffered from terrorist activities. The problem, of course, for the Pakistani spin masters is that the Prime Minister's words are on record and on videotape, so they will not be forgotten. Hence, they appear to be spreading a report that Pakistan provided evidence to Iran which compelled it to change the head of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, Mohammad Ali Jafri. Certainly, Pakistan perceives that Iran responds in kind to terrorist incidents. On 18th February, just a couple of days before Imran Khan was scheduled to visit Iran, 10 naval, 3 air force and 1 coast guard personnel were pulled out after identification of 3 or 4 buses on the Makran coastal highway and killed. An umbrella organisation of the Baluchi separatists, Raji Ajoy Sangar, claimed responsibility. Pakistan angrily blamed Iran for not taking action against them, despite actionable intelligence given to it. Pakistan is always concerned about Iran's support to Pakistani Shia militant groups in their intense sectarian struggle against fundamentalist Sunni organizations, some of whom do not even consider the Shias as Muslims. These groups have enjoyed the patronage of the Arabian Peninsula countries in the past and a sectarian proxy war was carried out in Pakistan. Obviously, Pakistan does not want those days to return. The China-Pakistan economic corridor has become fundamentally important to Pakistan's economic and diplomatic future. Gwadar and the CPAC arteries going through Balochistan are vulnerable to the actions of Baluchi separatists. China is very concerned about the threats to the CPEC and Pakistan has raised military formations to guard the CPEC infrastructure as well as the Chinese working on the CPEC projects. Now, if Iran begins to back Baluchi separatists in a significant way, Pakistan could be in deep trouble. During Imran Khan's visit, Iran and Pakistan decided to enhance security cooperation and set up the Rapid Reaction Force. In view of the deep mutual distrust that exists in many quarters of the security establishment of both countries, it won't be easy to coordinate their anti-terrorist activities. Both countries may make a pretense of cooperation and the Iranians are past masters at playing this game, but concrete results may not be easily achieved. Terrorism apart, Khan's 
Iran visit comes at a time when both countries are under enormous global pressure for different reasons. US President Donald Trump is pursuing Iran with a vengeance. The declaration of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards as a terrorist organization and the decision to deny any relief from sanctions to any country that purchases Iranian oil are designed to bring the country's security apparatus and its economy to its knees. Pakistan economy too is under severe pressure and the US is demanding that the Pakistani establishment should stop playing games over Afghanistan. These vulnerabilities will lead both countries to look at each other tactically for the time being. The shadow of West Asian politics has always loomed over Pakistan-Iranian ties and the present is no exception. Over the past few months as Pakistan appealed to Saudi Arabia and the UAE for financial assistance, it tilted towards these countries in the Iran-Arab equation. At this time, Iran will allow Pakistan some room on this front. Iranian and Pakistani interests demand that they do not open a major front against each other, but neither will refrain from needling each other when it feels that it needs to do so.